listen, guys, you know, there are times that it's nice to have a script and to do the proper intro and, and so forth. And we did have an intro, but there are times to just hit that record button. And that's just what I did just now with my buddy, Sean Stone, who is in Australia down under. We're just going to get right into it because Sean was on a roll. And I said, you know what? We're wasting time here. You got a lot to say. Let's press the record. I'm just going to say, have at it, Sean. Continue. I don't want this to be a political discussion. We're going to talk about 5D, but go ahead. Say what you got to say. Welcome, journeyers. Well, go for it, Sean. <laughs> okay, so that's the beauty. The beautiful thing is that people are missing something. They're jumping to 5D. And trust me, I'm operating there as well. But the 5D does not divorce you from 3D reality. 5D is about integrating multidimensional consciousness into the third dimension, such that we can now trust and see our into using our intuition to see through the game that we have been playing for thousands of years, and which manipulators, magicians, Dark, you know, the, oftentimes of dark, but also light, you know, people like the Buddha and the Christ and other archetypes of the prophets and other mystics have been using that fifth dimensional awareness the entire time. Unfortunately, the dark side is, has ruled us, enslaved us because they have known how to utilize fifth dimensional understanding and um, consciousness, intuition, magic at that level to then influence the third dimension. We, as we, as sovereign humans entering the new age which is to say breaking through the veil, seeing into the fifth dimension, have to now trust our intuition and our discernment to actually change our three-dimensional reality. And that begins with this election. And that's why I'm so pro-Trump. And I know we don't like politics, but the thing is, it's a choice at this point. When you, at the point of discerning, as I have throughout my life and been aware that there's a dark side, a satanic elite that does blood sacrifice, that does prey upon the children. And I'm saying this is the level of not just individual sacrifice, but collectively as societies where we have gone to war, which is a mass blood sacrifice, where we've put millions of people, if not billions of people in debt across the planet for the sake of a tiny elite. That is all at the three-dimensional level, beginning at the fifth-dimensional understanding. And so if we, at the fifth dimensional that we are awakening into, are starting to see, oh my gosh, we can talk about this for the first time publicly, stuff that maybe you knew about this, I knew about this going on in the 90s because I was awakening to it, but I couldn't talk to anyone about this. 30 years ago. Thank God I can now talk about this openly because there's people talking about the cue this and you know they're 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 making waves and they're they're spreading their awareness. And as you know from my Buzzsaw show for eight years, talking about these things that is now in common parlance and me, mainstream media wants to dismiss because the mainstream media cannot grapple with multi-dimensional realities. The mainstream media is master manipulator of our illusion, which is 3D. The 3D is the illusion, 5D is the reality. C connect to your intuition, start to actually see the level of, of light and truth that we can attain in fifth dimensional awareness, discern what people are in 3D is not what they look like in 5D. And when you start to trust in your awareness, you will affect your three-dimensional reality accordingly, but you have to trust it. And the mainstream media and the scientific elite and these politicians telling you to walk around with a mask on and be afraid of a virus and be afraid of each other and social distance. And if you don't, they're going to introduce all kinds of new uh, laws to basically keep us in, in place. I'm sorry, if you vote for that, you consent to that reality, you are disempowering yourself as a sovereign human, as a sovereign multidimensional human being. So that's why I'm so political. For the first time in my life, this is coming from someone who never endorsed any political candidate, hated Bush. Gore was bad, but Bush was worse because Bush was a puppet. Obama, I said before Obama came into power, I said, this guy's a puppet, not because he's a bad person he's just not there he's purely being puppeteered by other entities that are controlling this guy there's no one home i said all this stuff when trump won i went my god this is a sign 
a miracle because for the first time in my life, there's someone that's not a politician. There's someone that's actually coming from a place that I don't care if you like what he says or you don't like what he says. It's coming from the person, not from a script, not from, not from a, a collective of individuals who bought and sold this person 60 times over, but actually he's coming from a genuine place of, you know what? He wants to save the country. And I don't care if you think the way that he's saving it is right or wrong. There's an actual genuine passion driving this man. There's a warrior energy that's driving this man. And he's actually responsive to the people that put him in power. Not some puppet who's put in power by big pharma and corporations and war profiteers. But Trump hasn't put us into a new war. This is the first time in my lifetime I've seen a president not put us into a new war. Mm-hmm. So when people are tarnishing this guy every day, left and right, especially from the media, the media who are the greatest manipulators of your reality, who lie to you and li- have lied to you since the beginning, the same media that dragged you into wars endlessly and, provo- and promoted these, these, these lying politicians for years, and now they hate this guy, power to him. See, mm-hmm. my discernment tells me this person is fighting for something that is very genuine. When he speaks about being opposed to the New World Order and the globalists at the, at the uh, Davos summits or where was it, economic policy forum, that's real. That's the most real conversation and talk I've ever heard from a president. When he calls the news fake news, that's real. So I don't care if you don't like everything he says or everything he does. There's a reality to this man that I have never seen from a politician before in my life. That's my Mm -hmm. discernment. Now, maybe your discernment is different. Maybe your discernment is saying, no, he's dark side too. But my question is, if you don't, if, if you choose just based on your discernment, would you choose someone that basically tells you, basically is not even home, Mr. Biden is not even conscious. The guy's completely senile, it's obvious. But beyond that, who literally goes, runs on a platform of mandating, va- mandating vaccinations and mandating masks? Is that going to be your choice in life? Is that who you go for? Or do you go for the person that says freedom? America's a free country. Remember, I used to hear that all the time. People say that it's a free country, man. No one could say that right now. You can't say it's a free country in America. You can't. So I choose freedom. That's okay. it. God, thank you. Duly noted. I always say, guys, before I start a show, dearest, dearest, greatest spirit, let this conversation go where it needs to go for the highest good of all involved. So I know I'm going to get pushback, but so be it. I'm not going to make any comment other than duly noted because, and I appreciate you're speaking your mind, not that you never have, but I do appreciate it in this very critical time. Now, I want to segue a little bit because we are going to stand the theme of 3D. You brought it into a very interesting context, <laughs> very timely. But Sean, what I really want to do, I want to, I want to go from that to this, because I do think this is important as well. And I, I had a bit of an epiphany uh, yesterday when I thought we were going to be recording, and we actually didn't get the storm that I thought was going to shut us down. So nonetheless, we ended up postponing. But as I was prepping for our conversation, I don't know if you know if you've been following the show, but I have been getting so many individuals talking to me in the last several months about a very anomalous set of physical symptoms that some are ascribing to an energetic uh, frequency uh, acceleration, let's call it. I, I, I try to be very careful in using labels. I'm very, very loath to use labels, particularly these days, but we're dealing with a, a, what I would call a ubiquitous set of circumstances. I'm going to tell you what they are. I'm going to fill you in real quick. We didn't have time for me to go into this off air because we decided to just get right into it. And by the way, yours truly is one of those individuals that have been going through ear buzzing, what I would describe as a white noise, vertigo more recently, uh, 
gosh, I don't know, nerve symptoms, uh, a whole litany of things that when I went went and talked about it publicly, both live and on my regular show, everyone's emailing me and saying, Alexis, me too, Alexis, me too. And I know that there's something going on. Now, I, I, I want to, first of all, let me just say, let me, let me level set this, Sean, for the record. I have always looked at reality as not being this or that, but this and that. I think one of the the areas that we have to graduate to in going to the 5D is stop uh, uh, assigning cause to one thing or another. Uh, like it was said, the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. Therefore, there could be shenanigans going on, stuff stuff in the air. We know all of that. Yes, but could it be that some of the things that people are experiencing right now have to do with the fact that this frequency is accelerating and that perhaps that we we are moving into the 5D? Thank you for indulging me. I just wanted to put that on the table. What are your thoughts on that? Of course, we're moving into the 5D. But by the way, what you're saying about holding two opposite ideas in your head, this is my favorite thing. It's called paradox. You see, paradox is my favorite. People don't paradox very much in the West because they've been built upon this Aristotelian notion of logic, which is an either or duality, which is actually where you get a lot of the computer modeling um, algorithms, right? So when you end up with a society that's based in this faulty notion of logic and facts, right? So people try to run around and say like, well, what's your fact? How can you prove this? You can't prove your intuition and feeling, but guess what? As a multidimensional being, which the Platonic school actually understood, and that's why Aristotle is not Plato and people have been following this faulty Aristotelian uh, notion of logic and science and enlightenment science for the last few thousand years, giving them in the wrong direction. The Renaissance was not the enlightenment. Renaissance was based in spirituality. It was based in a belief in a higher power and a God, which is again, an inexplicable force that you can feel that people resonate with that. That's why Star Wars is known by one of the stories in recent history, right? Everyone will knows it because they connect to that idea that there is a force, that there is something that is a lot of logical material plane to to connect to, but it is the spirit that imbues us, right? It is the spirit that actually comes through and is the spark that creates life. And it's not just this notion of a bunch of uh, molecules and amino acids getting electrified by, you know, by a lightning strike and turning into life. That is the materialist worldview. What you have seen right now, what you're living through is the culmination of a materialist satanic worldview, which is actually taking God and spirit out of the story. Okay, to the place where that's what I'm getting at. What you're seeing right now is this complete fear, which fear based material modality of death, a fear based material modality of a virus. As opposed to the spiritual understanding, which again, the same people, remember this, the same people that are now pushing for the masks, that are now pushing for the conquest of the world based on a material understanding of life are the same people that killed and enslaved the native peoples across this planet. Understand that. Understand that the entire modality of the Western system, a Western model of science, material material finance, material wealth, uh, constructs based in the schools, whether it's the East Coast Ivy League institutions derived from the British Empire, 
Okay, this is why my book New World Order was about the British Empire's role in creating the post-colonial world. But really, it's it's still a continuous empire that has never ended. It is now a scientific dictatorship. It is now played out through politicians that want one world governance. Uh, this notion of laws and the idea of regulating, making things legal based in, uh, you know, jurisprudence and whatnot. But it's all taking away the notion of spirit that actually when you trust that spirit exists, you actually have freedom and you actually allow yourself to live the life and you don't have to regulate everything because only societies that are enslaved need this many laws. The more enslaved a society is, the more legalistic they become. If you look at, you know, basically what are the 10 commandments? They give you everything you need. They're basic principles you live by. And beyond that, there's common sense. But when you don't trust the human being, we don't trust spirit, when you don't trust your common sense, we don't trust people, you start to regulate and order everything in life, every roll out more and more laws, right, to tell people how to live. That's why since the, since 9-11, we've been living in a complete imperial, imperial modality where it's like, you know, everything from, I mean, really the drug laws are one aspect of it, but just going to the post 9-11 world, and drug laws obviously being ancient, having to do with controlling the medicine that we put into our body, which comes from the earth. But post 9-11, it's been this notion of rolling out more and more uh, notions of giving up your freedom as a human beginning from the airports to the notion of the, home, the Department of Homeland Security and the idea of, you know, basically having everything be safe zones and protected and safe. All of a sudden you have cultures now that don't even want to allow for discourse and that young, the young people across campuses don't even want to allow for the idea of the opposite, right? The idea of the, idea of the opposite perspective that has to be written out of history, that has to be written out of the school books, that has to be written out of the debate. You get censored for saying anything that's controversial. It might offend someone, that might hurt someone. Going back to your notion. You can't have the opposite point of view if you can't even hear it. You have to be able to hear the opposite point of view to empathize, to make oneness, to ultimately bring it into oneness, into understanding of self and other. Because that ultimately there is one, yeah, right? Absolutely. There is something called the paradox of reality that I've always been intrigued by. Again, going back to this notion that is a very linear notion or, or you know, hierarchical notion that you cannot entertain nor process both sides of a story, never mind three or four uh, in a scenario, I do feel we're being called to embrace the paradox of reality because it exists and it has always existed. And I feel that in order or, or part and parcel of this ascension, uh, our people are going to have to start to integrate both sides. Not everyone's going to do it. So again, I, I really want to kind of lean toward the yeah. more the philosophical if we can, because yeah, I'm, I'm people, getting there. I'm, there's important things you have to remember. You have yeah. to you have to recognize the material the material reality that has been co-opted by a satanic understanding of materialism as the be all end all. Okay, if we can't recognize that, we can't transcend it. Agreed. Because we are being asked to transcend it. We are being asked to embody our spiritual nature. In fact, when I met my girlfriend two years ago, the first thing that we were put into was dream time. Mm -hmm. We've been working so much for Talk before about that. Happened. We were put into basically cocoon of dream time, being asked to sleep and dream as much as possible. It was like we had this exhaustion that came over us. It was inexplicable. But because if you go back to the nature, the nature of the aboriginals in Australia, which is where we are now for a reason, we were called to be here. This is the essence. Australia, think of Australia as upside down America. Okay. It's mm. brings the new day. If you think about Australia, we begin the day for a reason. How do you say we, our day starts before yours does, right? Mm -hmm. We're a day ahead of you. So our, our how do you say, at some level of, of consciousness, going back to the Aboriginal understanding, 
what they called song lines, okay? The land, they drew the land into existence. They believed that in their dreaming and their singing, they actually brought the world into being. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the like that's the notion of it. That when you, that it's a Platonic understanding. This people have to get back to. I say Plato earlier for a reason. The Platonic understanding is that the idea always precedes the material realm. Okay, that's right. Agreed. Get the phone. The iPhone doesn't just pop up. The computer doesn't just pop up. The idea precedes it. What does the idea come from? The mech mechanistic Aristotelian logicians want you to believe that the human uh, somehow just gets this idea because of tinkering with things and eventually from tinkering, it's like this notion of, of, you know, a bunch of monkeys can type Shakespeare. If you type it long enough, eventually you end up with Shakespeare. Okay. That's all nonsense. Inspiration, imagination comes from a different realm of existence. What is, what I would say is probably the fifth dimension or at least connecting to the fifth dimension and beyond. So, which is to say that realm, which is invisible to the materialist eye, but felt and intuited by us, is the, is the place where imagination, inspiration, creation comes from. And that all creation emanates from those realms through us, through the physical form. So we get this opportunity to play in physical reality because it's like the child that basically is like opening its eyes and just saying, all I want to do is play. That's all humans want to do. But we have been literally, that has been beaten out of us, going back to a satanic materialist system that wanted to deploy our energy for their industries for working for others, working at the, the idea that, oh, it's, 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 a, it's not a sacred gift to be alive, but actually it's a debt to be owed, that you actually owe a blood debt or a monetary debt for your mm -hmm. existence. So from the moment you come into this world, you are given guilt and shame for the idea that you exist, as opposed to the natural joy and beauty are and the opportunity that you have to offer into this existence based on your creativity. So this is the beginning of where I'm, I'm saying 5D mm -hmm. is really just an ancient concept. It's an ancient concept that the, the Christ, the Buddha, all the mystics, Plato even, understood. We forgot because we got hooked into this material realm. The Renaissance okay. revived that spirit. The Renaissance was why they were building these beautiful domes and the, uh, you know, the figuring out, they were figuring out this amazing architecture and art. And, you know, they were, but they were inspired by a divine spirit. They recognized the divine spirit. That is what I'm calling people when I say, look, when you choose politics this election, when you choose what you're going to do with your life coming forth, if you, if you tap into the divine spirit, where does it take you? What does it guide you to create and manifest and bring into this world? Because if you don't, the material realm, the satanic forces that operate at that material realm structure are doing everything they can to limit and debase the human being going forward. And it begins with these insane policies that you've experienced yourself. Wear the mask. Do this. Next thing you know, they're going to vaccinate you. Why vaccine? Because it bypasses all your natural immune responses to go right into your bloodstream. They inject nanoparticles directly into your bloodstream. And nanoparticles is not just some fancy sci-fi word. Okay. I, this right. No, we're, we're familiar with that. We're familiar with that. Let me, let me interject something because we, we're, we're short on time. Um, I want to, I briefly want to talk about the imaginal, the imaginal realm, which uh, many know Henri Corbin, the French philosopher and writer made popular and really uh, elucidating the fact that we're not talking about imaginal as imaginary, but actual dimension. If you want to use that parlance where the individual goes and really shapes reality, goes into that realm and brings it down into the more if you will, denser levels. So you were talking about that a minute ago. I wanted to just uh, illuminate that. And I really feel now, Sean, getting back to 
the opportunity or the invitation that I feel universe is giving us. I, I say we're getting an invitation to evolve, but you got to RSVP. Uh, we're being offered the opportunity to dip into that realm even more now. I still want to get your comments on the energetics of what's happening right now. And I know that you can't, uh, you can't look at them as separate from the, the political that you're talking about. But I really do want to spend a few minutes focusing on what you're feeling energetically right now and how you would, if at all, substantiate some of the uh, uh, symptoms that people are having. Could this be because of the resistance or the thumb that we've been under for some time? It's connected. What do you think is causing these physical symptoms? Are we coming through another birth canal, which is very painful? Yes. Because I was saying before, everything in the third dimension is already there in the fifth dimension, right? So yeah. as we approach each other, as we become more, uh, how do you say, fluidly connected, the idea of the new age is not new age. It's old, okay? It's an old understanding of astrology and how the star and how cycles work. Cycles of existence have always worked. Everyone believed in cycles. Only the modern materialist realm actually doesn't believe in cycles. Only the modern materialist realm says it's an evolution since a monkey to us who are the most advanced humans of all. Nonsense. Again, just like it's just they're lying to you. It is all cyclical. So we are coming into a new cycle, which is all recognized across the world from the from native prophecies to the Mayan calendar to actually the Hindu calendar, the end of the Kali Yuga, which again is the material realm that we've been living through, the hell that we've been living through. So as we which is to say we're not leaving physicality. But we are becoming more multidimensionally conscious and aware. Mm -hmm. that as we do so, our entire structure, I believe, that is our DNA, which connects us. Our DNA, we always, you know, people thought was junk, actually has so much more antenna work to do, which is to say, like, it's picking up and receiving information from other dimensions of existence. And so when our DNA is now, how do you say, picking up new things, it's of course going to receive it and give us these effects in our body, which some people call ascension sickness and, you know, all kinds of who knows what kind what, how that will manifest for you. It can be a physical illness. I know, you know, in my case, sometimes I'll just feel sick, even though I don't necessarily have symptoms of anything like, you know, a cold, but I'll feel like I have it because I'm, my body's being told to just go into a cocoon and stay there. And I've had that ever since 2010, when I had a massive third eye awakening from from again confronting the multidimensional reality my first film graystone park was about the idea of how mind works if you stop at the level of physical reality you are missing the point and actually as you start to really engage with it opens up dimensions to other existences things that were you know considered shadows in our physical realm become tangible and real once you go there and so my awakening back for you know for a week and made me feel like I was sick but it was my first opening to the realm so when you go through these it's like how do you say it's like you're you're journeying through a, a literally a, something that is physical but not to our dimension in three-dimensional reality you can't I don't know if you could look and say the fifth dimension is real maybe it's science maybe there are ways of measuring it, but I don't know if our instruments, our scientific instruments could measure it. But when mm -hmm. your body is actually the greatest instrument that we have, right? That we're incarnating into this body for a reason. When you actually start to really embody, which is actually the goal of the soul work, is to be fully embodied, to really connect, which is what the chakras lighting up is all about. The chakras alignment is about your embodiment, right? The more in alignment your chakras are, the more activated they are, the more you're embodying. They're just symbols. They're sig they're signifiers, and they're also how do you say? They're like they're attunements. To, how do you say? They help us to attune to the multidimensional spectrum. Mm -hmm. So 
the ultimate goal, I believe, will be the activation of your Kundalini, which is, again has been spoken about by the masters, the serpent energy that again is a residue of the reptilians that are our ancestors, that are the dark forest, but at the same time, they are they've been drinking our blood so long that they empathize with us. Okay? They do. That's what happens when you eat something. Eventually, when you eat something long enough, you empathize with it. This is the wisdom that Anki came to. This is why he actually came to love humanity. Because when you drink the blood and eat the heart, you start to take on that person, right? You start to take on that energy. So the reptilians that people talk about are so evil. At one level, they have been predatory to us. But I think that the, the next evolution is about actually, it's, it's more symbiotic because we are, are their relics. We have the reptilian brain in us the Kundalini power within us. And as we start to integrate that into our neocortex, into, into our potential as galactic humans, we start to actually bring up, raise the lower, the lower energies, the lower frequency of reptilian thought pattern and, and reactivity and fear-based um, fear predation. And we start to merge it with the human, which is, again, a galactic being. Humans are not only on this planet, they're across this universe. But the human, which is really what? It's a merging of angel and demon into this form that has free will. Hmm. Okay. A lot to think about there. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to have you talk about this because we only have about five minutes left. Tell us a little bit. We're kind of going backwards here, but I heard you mention recently, Sean, that you have begun to channel. Maybe you've been doing it for a while. You're channeling. Are you channeling right now? I've been consciously channeling more this past year, but I've been channeling since I was a kid because I never shut off myself completely. I never shut myself off the imagination realm. Most of my writing, most of the work that I that I put into my writing, which you know a lot of it has not been published, is coming from uh, pure inspiration and vision. Why my first the first script that I ever wrote was at 13, uh, 13, 14 years old, and it was about the New World Order. And it was about the rise of Satan. And I didn't know what the New World Order was. I had no idea the New World Order existed. I didn't know about um, I, did, I knew a little bit about revelations, but all of that was given, was basically shown to me that there would be this sort of rising of the entire world against America and Satan would be sort of the driving impetus to, you know, say, destroy life on earth. And then there would be the redemption of the beast man turned Christ figure who would basically um, re -give, give birth, to, uh, rebirth, give mankind a rebirth. And uh, it's an archetypal story, obviously, but it was given to me very clearly in visions when I was 13. And my journey mm -hmm. since then is kind of, a lot of it, again, is based on seeing things before they come and trusting the energy that's showing. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what fifth dimension is, is about. It's about tapping into that imagination realm that we call imagination, but actually is more reality, as Einstein always put it. You know, there's more intelligence in that than there is in your school books. Um, tapping into that realm and using it. And this is what worries me most right now is there's a certain level of humanity that I don't know will wake. I don't know if they'll survive this. They're going to surrender their freedom. They're going to give it up readily and, and they won't realize it until it's gone. They won't realize what has come, but this the creativity and imagination is the gem. This is the gift. This is the energy that is spirit that is connected to the higher realms and beyond fifth dimension going all the way to the, to the, to the source of creation. Hmm. So if you surrender your ability to think for yourself and to choose for yourself and to have possession over your beginning with your body, right? But let alone your mind, which has been tampered with since you were born by educational systems and media 
media that is basically, you know, designed to tell you a story that is not your own or that is designed to you. But if you're in the body, good luck getting the fifth dimension. Okay. I don't know if we caught that last part because our connection's been a bit uh, oh. tenuous, but I, I think we got the you, point. You have your body. If you give up your body, good luck getting to Say the fifth dimension. I said, if you give okay. up your body, good luck getting to the fifth dimension. Right. Well, exactly. That's a, you know, you, you just brought us down like three, four, five rabbit holes concurrently. We can't go there now, but I, look, I'm going to, I'm going to end this by saying what I've been saying all along and what I felt for years. If you can understand this paradox of reality that I think is brilliant, the magic lives within the madness. The crystal lives within the crisis and the diamond lives within the dust. It's up to the individual to mine those gems in the midst of tumult. And that's where I'm going to leave it right now. Now, before I close this down for today, and thank you so much, Sean, for joining and for us sort of volleying back and forth on the time. Um, tell us about your new show. Woo. Oh, what, sure. What's going on there? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's on vocal now. It's called interviews, interviews. So it's basically uh, having some powerful, deep conversations with certain with guests. And like, honestly, it's just it's just off the hook. People got to check it out for themselves. Um, you know, it's a podcast format. So it's it's a different type style than Buzzsaw was, um, you know, which used to be on Gaia and YouTube. But um, the, we get some great conversations with people like, oh, man, I mean, Mickey Willis, director of Plandemic, uh, uh, young Pharaoh, the, you know, the activist, the rapper, um, I mean, you name it, John Perkins is there, Danny Brinkley, um, Gary Lackman pretty soon, uh, Josh Boone, the director of X-Men, the new X-Men movie. Um, it just like, and, and further, like there's, you know, psychics and mystics and, and philosophers. I mean, we're, you're going to really enjoy these, these conversations and they're very timely, obviously to this moment. Okay. I just put up the banner interviews with Sean Stone on vocal. Now is it vocalnow.com? Uh, vocal.com. Yeah. People can download the app. Okay. We'll make sure we have all the deets for that. All right, my man, listen, you get back to your, your time. I'm jealous. I got to tell you, you know, I love, I, I have a beautiful audience in Australia. I've been there twice. I lectured there two years in a row, most recently, January, I was in the outback of, amongst the indigenous of the, uh, um, oh my gosh, what's the tribe there? The, uh, the aboriginals. Oh my God, it's going to slip my mind. I was in Uluru. I was in what some call Ayers Rock, the Northern Territory of, uh, of uh, oh, Australia. Yeah, yes. Uluru is phenomenal. I, I was there in at Katajuta. So we can talk offline about that. That's, I, I love it. And I'm actually really missing, really missing uh, down under. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you something right now. So the last time I went, Sean, they loved me there because I love to practice my Aussie accent. And so while I was there, one of my hosts gave me this. <laughs> Good eye. There you go. So I can practice for the next Bye. time. <laughs> it's fun. Tell everyone down under I said hi. And I actually have a dear friend in Queensland, as a matter of fact. So oh, I know really? it well. I know it well. Yes, I do. So listen, I'm going to take this banner off because you now know where to go. Interviews. Interviews. I love it. Very catchy yeah. on Vocal Now. Ah. Download that app. We'll make sure we have the uh, the link for you. Sean Stone, thank you so much, my dear. Always good to catch up with you. And thanks for being patient with my being a little wonky with the time. <laughs> but it's thank always great. You.
Yeah. Definitely. Don't go anywhere. Let's have a, let's, we'll have a proper sign up. In the meantime, I'm going to say thank you, Journeyers, for joining us as always for Higher Journeys. We'll talk to you real soon. Take care.